0: The Career Mindset Podcast with Fenya and Christina, the duet that is helping you thrive in your career and live a greater life. This podcast is inspired by
1: the UK-based, Greek-certified career coaches, Christina and Fenya. They met just before the coronavirus pandemic broke out in the world, and since then, they keep connecting weekly, discussing all things career and life. This is our attempt to share our insights with you. Welcome to the Career Mindset Podcast. Overworking is the real pandemic.
0: Today's episode aims to highlight the symptoms and costs of overworking, make a powerful case for rest, and give you tips on how to boost your productivity and your well-being. How do you know you're overworking, Christina?
1: So let's start with what is overwork actually. So overwork can be defined as the habit of staying late in the office, routinely working on weekends and continually being connected to one's work responsibilities without being able to switch off and have personal time, disconnect or relax and so on. So we really live in a society where it's a badge of honor to be working hard. And what we mean by working hard is working late and just literally just counting the numbers The number of hours being spent in the office rather than actually our productivity, right? So you can say that we confuse working longer means we're working harder, but that's not actually the case. It's not better, you know, working. This is simply really not true. In reality, overwork has diminishing returns on productivity. So if hard work comes at a cost of the health of the employee and the results, you know, uh, we must really ask ourselves, is it worth overworking? And scientifically, we know it's not. So somebody really who put 70 working hours produces nothing more than those extra 15 hours, you know, nothing. So the signs of an employee overworking are not always visible. And, um, you know, it's not like somebody will say, oh, I overwork. And, you know, people do that sometimes. But, It doesn't always mean that, you know, they actually express anxiety or disengagement. And it's not surprising that all too often we don't really know who's overworking. And we can actually end up overlooking people who are overworking, especially now with working from home after the pandemic. So some of the most common symptoms of overworking are lack of energy, productivity, poor performance, physical and emotional fatigue or exhaustion, insomnia or ignoring sleep. Some people may just not go to sleep because they don't feel like it. Uh, Feeling distracted, lack of focus is a very common one. Impaired ability to concentrate, Uh, forgetfulness is another one. Um, Detachment and lack of commitment. You know, a lot of people say I'm now disengaged because I work so much when when it comes to work, I'm, I'm just not engaging anymore with people, with a project. I don't feel anything about it. We immune system and we don't notice that until we get ill. Mood swings, bad mood is another common symptom. Gaining or losing weight. Some people might actually forget to eat or overeat because they're not really present. Addictions to fizzy drinks or drugs um, to keep energised. Sugar is another common one. Balancing work and social life seems impossible. So a lot of people start avoiding being social and meeting family and having those social aspects in their life. Stress. I think we all know the feeling of stress, right? Overwhelm, anxiety, feeling inadequate, lack of confidence uh, may be one of the symptoms that we experience. And illness and disease, as I said, Um, cancer, diabetes. And in Japan, (laughs) very dear to me, um, my home country, death actually is a possibility. And there is a word in Japanese, um, death by overwork called karoshi, And um, of course, um, there's a few numbers um, related um, deaths related to suicide as well because of overwork and people feeling that they cannot uh, deliver against the expectations against them. And just in uh, uh, 2021, we had 2,000 deaths yearly in Japan, according to statistics. So these are the costs to an employee's health, their family, but also the organisation and the society. Um, if we carry on overwork. Fenya, why rest is important for our success?
0: Let me share a secret. So great leaders sleep well, and if you must prioritize one key action for your success, better make it sleep. Without uh, Working without taking breaks or resting or sleeping well reduces efficiency and creativity and increases the level of emotional, psychological, and physical stress. The brain needs rest to remain productive, gain perspective, and generate innovative ideas. When we rest, we give the mind an opportunity to make unexpected connections and provide new inspirations and insights. And let's have an example uh, of Albert Einstein, one of the most creative minds of the 20th century. So Albert Einstein used to find quiet time spending a long thinking. These quiet times allowed creative and original answers to difficult problems to come to him. And the researchers have found that while one is relaxing or daydreaming, the brain does not stop working. Even in the resting state, the brain consumes about 20% of the body's energy productions. So the brain uses only 5-10% to more energy during deep concentration. That's amazing. And so when you're lost in your thoughts, these moments are not wasted. They are actually resulting in the opposite effect of generating creativity and important thoughts to arise spontaneously. Rest for success then and unplug yourself. But, Christina, what are the, the benefits of unplugging?
1: so taking time off as you said really can boost our productivity and innovation clearly maybe I can become a scientist (laughs) who knows Fenya being uh, being (laughs) aware so but let me take a different um, a different uh, approach Olympic athletes we had Tokyo 2020 delayed nevertheless it happened Olympic athletes have a very rigid rest schedule to be able to perform actually we think that they perform 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 but actually They have to rest. They they, they are obliged to rest. Otherwise, they cannot perform. So each sport um, athlete works with their coaches to find optimal patterns of rest. So, for example, they may have active rest days and so on, but they never compromise on their sleep as Fenya mentioned. Some actually get 10 hours of sleep to be able to perform at an Olympic world-class level.
0: I wish I could get 10 hours of sleep every day.
1: (laughs) Exactly, but nothing stops us technically. We just need to prioritize it, right?
0: So, um, and of course, as
1: uh, Fenya mentioned, you know, Einstein, but also Winston Churchill is very much known, to have been napping in order to boost their mental abilities and maintain stamina during challenging times, like the Second World War for Winston Churchill, right? So it's recommended that we disconnect from social media for a day or two to boost well-being, memory, concentration, focus, and our ability to observe. So I'm plugging as Fenya mentioned, allows us to gain perspective on what is actually important in our life and become more present in our own life as well as connect meaningfully with real people. It also helps reduce unhealthy feelings of jealousy and the loneliness and the fear of missing out, which trust me, social media creates so much of it. So really the the importance, the the ability to boost productivity comes from stepping back. So anything you can do to unplug, to step back, to kind of disengage from all of that so that you can engage more meaningfully is a trick to all of it. And sleep is a great start. (laughs) So Fenya, give us though, because we talk about rest, right? But Mm -hmm. actually give us... A little bit of an idea what types of rest we can actually get, which is not just sleep.
0: No, it's not. And did you know Christina that sleep and rest are not the same thing? Did you know that I didn't? Well, I didn't either.
1: So tell me more.
0: Yes, and I think most of the people confuse these two terms. So even if you sleep many hours doesn't necessarily mean that you rest. And there are chances to get up exhausted. It has happened to me a lot of times. And why this happens? You need to know that there are different kinds of rest according to your needs. And according to Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, there are specific seven types of rest. I had no idea. So (laughs) let's start. The first type of rest we need is physical rest, which can be passive or active. Passive physical rest includes sleeping and napping, well, active physical rest means restorative activities such as yoga, stretching and massage therapy that help improve the body's circulation and flexibility. The second type of rest is mental rest. So learn how to turn off your brain. Schedule short breaks to occur every two hours throughout your workday. These breaks can remind you to slow down. You might also keep a notepad by the bed to write down any negative or stressful thoughts that uh, would keep you awake. The third type of rest we need is sensory rest. Imagine all these bright lights, computer screens, background noise, and multiple conversations can cause our senses to feel overwhelmed. This can be counted by doing closing your eyes for a minute in the middle of the day, as well as by intentionally unplugging from electronics at the end of every day. It's so important to unplug your electronics devices uh, at the end of your day. The fourth type of rest is creative rest. This type of rest is especially important for anyone who must solve problems or brainstorm new ideas. Creative rest awakens the awe and wonder inside each of us. And allowing yourself to take in the beauty of the outdoors, even, even if it's at a local park or in, in your backyard, provides you with creative rest. Just enjoy the arts. Turn your workspace into a place of inspiration by displaying images of places you love and works of art that speak to you. The fifth type is emotional rest, which means having the time and space to freely express your feelings and cut back on people-pleasing. Emotional rest also requires the courage to be authentic. The sixth type is social rest. To experience more social rest, surround yourself with positive and supportive people. Even if your interactions have to occur virtually, you can choose to engage more fully than by turning on your camera and focusing on who you're speaking to. And the final type of rest is spiritual rest, which is the ability to connect beyond the physical and mental and feel a deep sense of belonging, love, acceptance and purpose. To receive this, engage in something greater than yourself and add prayer, meditation or community involvement to your daily routine. But for more tips on how to switch off, Christina, do do you have to to suggest any other tips, any other ways?
1: Wow. But I love what you just shared about the rest. I mean, this is an amazing, amazing list of aspects of me I never really thought. So I'm sure our listeners would, would, would really appreciate more on that as well. Um, Yeah, so tips to switch off. Thank you, Fenya. I really loved what you were mentioning the other day when we were preparing for this uh, podcast. And, um, you know, you mentioned that at your work, you have a well-being hour. So let me mention that. So Fenya, for example, has a culture at work where they allow them to have an hour to nurture themselves and do whatever they want during the day. So that's the well-being hour, which I think if you are a team leader or a manager, or even if you're not, you can actually start introducing by doing it yourself in the workplace and see whether you can get people alongside doing the same and see the difference. Just trial, test it for a while and see whether it goes down well well with people. Um, Observe the productivity for it. Um, And for example, organizations like Twitter and Google have wellbeing days and flexibility and places in the office to rest for taking a nap, for example. So when working from home, allow yourself to nap every now and then with no guilt. I do that. I'm very well famous for taking power naps of 20 minutes before a meeting, before um, a coaching session and so on. I mean, you know, if you can work from home, why deny yourself, you know, make sure you take that. Another thing I religiously do, and I encourage my team to do so, is take a walk for lunch to get off your work monitor laptop mentally and physically. I need that because I work from home and all of my meetings now with my clients and my business partners are through Zoom. So make sure you take that time off to get out of your working space if you can, weather permitting. I mean, if if you're in England for 20 years it doesn't matter if it's raining you just go out anyway because hey <laughs> you just have to right so try try and change uh scenery for sure and make your body move um another thing which might seem small but try it is remove your tv from your bedroom or your laptop try, try not to watch things in your bed Um, so that you can actually switch off from that electronic and sensory stimuli that you may be having in your life uh, constantly. Put a timer on the hours you can access social media on your phone might be another one. few more practical things, right? So normally, even on Android or on iPhone, there's well-being apps now that can control um, access to certain apps. So try that. Have a standard wake-up and sleeping time during the week so that your body can adjust to it and that you know that now is a sleeping time, now is my waking up time. And... Another thing that I do with my friends is we actually try not to have a phone on the table when we meet. So yesterday I was out with my girls and we made sure that no phone was on the table. We were together there, no other stimuli to get involved with us. And finally, implement a digital detox weekend once a month. I have a few friends that do it and they you know, absolutely rave about them. And I'm actually planning, Fenya, if you want, we can do one very, very soon. Yeah. Um, you know, and we encourage you to do that because it actually gets you to realize that your life is so much more than being connected on social media. I know your friends are there. I know some of us have friends internationally that we want to be connecting to and families internationally. But one weekend is not going to make a difference. Assume you were on holiday. You wouldn't be on your phone, would you? So try that. There's so many easy ways to disconnect and boost your productivity. As always, let us know how it's going for you, which ones you chose, what were the results for you, and if you've got any questions, you know where to
0: find us. Thank you, Christina. These tips are very thoughtful and easy to do with Yes, to create new habits in your daily life. So just... Let's try it all together. Yeah. See I think we should that. really
1: try the digital detox with the yeah,
0: team. We need Yeah, that. we should really try that. Thank you for your time, guys. Thank you for listening to us. And see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This was the Career Mindset Podcast with Fanny and Christina, the duet that is helping you thrive in your career and live a greater life.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode and if so, please rate it on iTunes. Feel free to ask us any questions you have or topics you want to discuss. We'd love you to connect with us at La Coaching and Eudaimonia Coaching UK on social media. Check our podcast description for our details and we hope to see you again soon.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you.